aka Shane T, boy, the baddest champion you ever seen, boy. This is Mister Anderson. This is good old Jr. Jim Rock, and you are listening. You're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. Starts now. Ooh, what up, though? This is a Thursday edition of Knockouts and Three Counts. As you can see, I'm riding solo on the hosting end today. J Bone caught the bug. Corey's out riding roller coasters, but we've got plenty of company with us as we've got two thirds of the Southern Six making their debut on the show. We've got Carrie Morton and Alex Taylor. Gentlemen, I appreciate the time. Yeah, baby, the six is here. That's all you need. Hey, That's man, right, we're going to have a damn good time, man. Anybody who's new here, make sure you hit the subscribe button. If you guys didn't get to check out yesterday's episode, shout out to Ruthie J as she goes for the Women's Championship this weekend um, against Kenzie Page. We talked all about that last night, Corey and I, before he headed out to Ohio, which is where you guys are going to be headed uh this weekend and like you guys said with the southern six i mean i'm covered for as far as making this an entertaining episode so let's start there tell me how the southern six came to be man well i mean we got three good brothers all from the great state of tennessee we find ourselves on this godforsaken island they call australia right (laughs) so well there's a vampire tour right oh yeah back of a tour bus the great, the biggest man who ever lived, throw Billy Silas Mason. I think he pulled us together and he said, boys, we got to ride together. We got to die together. We got to run this thing. And we've been running it ever since. That's right. That's right, AT. We have been running it ever since. Uh, Southern Six has made plenty of towns. Uh, AT himself has beaten a world champion. Uh, so what is there not to do necessarily? We could sit here all day and talk about how great we are, but the fans already know that. I do have a pinfall victory over EC3, the world's That's heavyweight right. champion. So let's just we'll put that out there. Put that out there right now. Want to acknowledge it? No one wants to acknowledge it. It seems like, but well, let's <clears throat> let's talk about it. EC3 happens to be a past guest of the show. You know, I mean, actually, the last time he was on the show was when he was actually getting ready to face Silas for that national title. So, with that being said, man. You guys have already made quite the impact. You guys have got. You guys had an open challenge headed into Sam Hain. You guys are going to be facing the headbangers. But I mean, Carrie, everybody knows what you were doing with the junior heavyweight championship. I know you've moved up to heavyweight. Um, with you guys going back to tag team wrestling here, I mean, how has it been for you coming back to tag team wrestling, coming over from having that junior uh, heavyweight championship run? You know, it's been uh, it's been magnificent to say the least. You know, unfortunately, when one door uh, closes, another door opens, and that's very fortunate for me to tag along with my 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 boys, my brothers. That's uh, Big Thrilly and Big AT. Uh, we're we're tearing the scene up right now. We run the National Wrestling Alliance. We don't have to have a championship to define our odds necessarily. Uh, I feel a little lonesome at times, not having that championship uh, waist, that belt necessarily around my waist or up around my shoulder, but. Uh, it's okay to feel lonesome. That's how you, you gotta you gotta grow. You gotta you gotta cave in a little, make an itch for yourself, and that's what AT and I are self doing. You know, we we've beaten a lot of tag teams in the National Wrestling Alliance. Uh, we are not taken lightly. And then, quite frankly, everyone, all the uh, all the big brothers in the back, want to talk about the Southern Six because they can't get themselves over, and they know when we're over because well, <laughs> wink wink, we're over, man. So uh, 
you know, what is there to say necessarily? You know, I love tagging of AT. This weekend's just going to be the same. Um, have a hell of a match stipulation uh, for game, to say the least. I don't necessarily know how to describe this. Just uh, the office kind of told us to be prepared, and that's what we are. We're prepared. We're ready to go. AT, do you got any? Uh, do you have any designs on what this stipulation is going to entail for you guys this Saturday? I was checking out some of the interviews you guys have been doing leading up to it, and I mean, I've never heard of a rock and roll tag team rules match. So, I mean, are we going to be pulling out Les Pauls? Are we going to be pulling out drum sets? We gonna? What do you think we're going to see come Samhain? It's up in the air right now, man. I, I don't know. They they don't want to tell me nothing. See, the thing is, me and Carrie, we don't have to be tagging right now. We're doing this because we're bored. I mean, <laughs> Gary Morton, he's a future world's champion. Thrill Bill is a future world's champion. I got that 10 pounds in my future, too. Hell, Damn I can right. cut some weight. I can win that junior heavyweight title. Damn right. We look at this tag Damn team right. division right now. It's it's laughable. BFT, I mean, you got guys out here. We're going to take those tag belts eventually if we want to. So right now we're just killing time. That's right. Exactly, AT. We're just killing time. And as as you know over there uh, in Detroit necessarily, you see these boys making way for themselves. We're just we're just making some room. Uh, and you know who wants to uh, to to edge off their back and get some fame off their belt? It's the headbangers. They want to get some clout. All right. They want to get some clout off the Southern Six. And it's okay because we're generous enough to give them some clout. And that, that's the point right there. We put out this open challenge, and not a single tag team on our roster stepped up. All those cowards they hid. They want to talk their shit about the Southern Six, but when it com comes time to nut up, they shut up. Damn right. We got these guys. Respect to the headbangers, but they haven't been relevant since the 1900s. So <laughs> they want to come into our house. They want to get a little shine. They want one more day in the sun off the Southern Six back. Well, they're going to get their day in the sun, but they're going to burn out because we're hot. Damn well, right, A.T. That brings up a good enough question in and of itself, you know, with you've got having the tag team title match that you've got this weekend at Samhain, you know, I mean, if you guys go out here and look impressive against a team like the Headbangers, who are also former NWA tag team champions, I mean, that puts you guys in the catbird seat to be, I don't know, looking at the tag gold. I mean, then you got Silas with the national title, then you guys got the tag titles, and then you can go get that world title like you were talking about, Carrie or AT, you take a crack at it. Do you guys got a preference out of uh, this weekend's tag title match who you guys would rather face and who do you think is going to win? That's a good question, necessarily. You know, I think we have a we have a stoked weekend, to say the least. A really big car for NWA Sal one. Um, uh, a match I'm looking forward to genuinely is uh, Daisy Kill and Talos versus Kratos and Otison. I think it's going to be a hard-hitting match if those boys can hang, necessarily. Um so I'm, I'm looking forward to the outcome. You know, that's for the United States Tag Team Belts. That's a, uh, a big belt. Those belts weren't relevant for a while. They're still not relevant. So I'm hoping for they can be relevant here soon, necessarily. Um, and then you've got, you know, obviously the main event, which is going to be uh, BFT versus Trevor Murdoch and uh, Nike, uh, Mike Knox. I think it's going to be a hell of a match, uh, a brawl, to say the least, necessarily. Uh, one, to give the fans their money's worth. If not, the Southern Six is to give them their money's worth already. So, uh, you know, a really good, really stacked outcome, to say the least. Um, I could go on to, to talk about these guys and what they're going to do, but necessarily at the end of the day, uh, we know what we need to do. We're going to show up. We're going to do business. We're going to have fun doing business. And then we're going to uh, proceed our way. You know, we're going to see what comes the next weekend, November the 4th in Nashville, Tennessee, as NWA tape and start back up for the 16th season. And uh, we got our eyes on the gold. So that's what we're going to go, uh, go after, presumably. Yeah, and to, to piggyback off that, man, I could care less 
who wins those matches. <laughs> BFT, I don't trust nobody in masks. I think Carnage is afraid of me. Brother would piss his pants if I got if I lined up across the ring from him. Damn right. As far as Knox and Murdoch, listen, hey, those Southern Six type of brothers. All right, I got mad respect for them, but they don't want these problems either. No, they don't want these problems. Here's the thing, and I don't think you necessarily understand this, uh, host is we do we roll together. When we say that, we mean that. We we hit each other hard. We play. We you know we 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 have this tight unit necessarily, and. uh it's not one to mess around with. And the boys in the locker room understand that necessarily. And they, they, they kind of keep us to our own. And so, you know, to say the least, here I am watching AT do some some tricks, you know, with his nose, which is pretty great. But to say the least, this is what we're about necessarily is we're having a good time. We're doing what we need to do. We're putting over the NWA. We signed uh, an elusive uh, TV deal, to say the least, in the presumable future. So you'll see the Southern Six on national television. Uh, wink, wink, necessarily. Can't mention any names. <laughs> so uh, we're we're having a good time, you know. I, I to carry on. Sorry, I got off your question. A little no, you're all good. You're all good, my man. That's the thing. Our vibe is always a chill one. We're gonna go inside and outside wrestling. Um, with that said, you brought went right into another one of the questions I had. Um, with everybody, all the talk about NWA and getting them a TV deal and all those things. What do you guys, for both of you guys, what do you think that the NWA presents that's going to be different to help them stand out now that they'll hopefully have a bigger platform um, now that they have a TV deal? Well, first off, uh, Billy Corgan, you're welcome for that TV deal. <laughs> you can thank the Southern Six by paying right. us even more. Sure. I mean, the world, they're not ready for us. I mean, I don't know. How, what's understood doesn't have to be explained. The Southern Six... We, we grew up on the Southern style. That's right. We bring the world. Southern wrestling is what we pride ourselves in, and that's something that Billy Corgan understands, is he values us young wrestlers, uh, unlike a lot of these other uh, TV shows. You know, not going to say any names necessarily, but you watch wrestling on a weekly basis. You probably understand. There's already a lot of established stars coming in. Uh, for the National Wrestling Alliance, he is trying to build us new stars and, and put uh you know his his money where his mouth is and that's in uh young talent that's hungry and eager and ready to make a name for themselves and ready to climb that tower and that's what we're willing to do we're willing to scratch and claw to be on top and uh that's something that he sees in us and he and he's and he's anxious about necessarily so that's something you're going to expect come tv time when the, when that red camera's on you know we're on and that's how we, that's how we roll necessarily and when that red camera's off we're still on you know we don't, don't we get don't it wrong baby up. Don't think for a second every wrestling company in the world hasn't called Kerry Morton, hasn't called Thrill Billy, hasn't called myself. We're, we stayed here for a reason. That's right. We have stayed here for a reason. We even signed to some contracts to show to stay here for a reason. And that's something we're, we're stoked about. So, uh, yeah, come TV deal. You know, it's going to be a, a big thing necessarily. I can't go on and mention more of it because I don't know the details. But uh, gotcha. to say the least, you know, to say the least necessarily is – uh, Southern Six is going nowhere. We're, we're here together. We're a good Just unit. To the we're top, established. Only to the top is where we're going to go. As you see behind me, uh, let's see. You see me here behind me. I'm going to paint over the four horsemen. Four horsemen. They're always on top. That's what the Southern Six has. We're on top, necessarily. I look at these boys every day because they so, they now they now look down upon us. They're like, damn, we wish we were high Southern Six. So that's all you have right there. That's all I got for you. Hey, that led right into something I wanted to ask you guys. You know, obviously – um. AT, before you came to NWA, that was where I first got to see you. Um, one of the questions we got from a lot of our listeners is wanting to know a little bit more about how you got into wrestling. But this 
question I have kind of pertains more so to the Southern Six. But, you know, I get, you know, you talk about the Four Horsemen, but I get Freebird vibes from you guys. Is there any influence for you guys from the Freebirds free as we've had uh, Miranda Gordy, the Queen of Bad Street on here as well? So, I don't know. I just get Freebird vibes from you guys. Is there any influence from them for you guys? Oh, tons of influence, man. Love the Freebirds. Uh one of some of the guys I've watched the most of in the last few years, actually, but and especially the big thrill. I know he gets the Gordy comparisons all the yeah. time. You can how can you not, dude? I mean, in another life, you could totally you could totally see them like they were related. So you could almost <laughs> you could almost cast Thrill Billy in a movie as Terry Gordy. That's a good or point. like, oh yeah, like that one, like the Iron Claw, you know, that's coming out, man. Like I said, <laughs> that I can't wait to see that, man. They were, I mean, obviously it was way before my time, but dude, it's one thing that I've loved to go back and watch. And obviously, like I mentioned, having Miranda on there, it's definitely um, something that I've gone back and checked out a lot of. But that's why, like I said, in doing my research, getting ready for it, like I said, that was just like the first thing that jumped out off the page to me was freebird vibes and it totally would make all the sense in the world you know we talk about the thrill billy what do you guys think uh about his match uh this weekend at nwa sam hayne how do you think it plays out i think chris adonis is washed i think thrill billy is going to wipe the floor with him easy work yeah still national mean, champion right there you know what you know what chris adonis has to do he has to bury the southern six to try to get himself over again simple he goes online he cuts some cheap promo he doesn't put over the Southern Six. He puts over how we're, we look like we're in our preteens necessarily. When uh, what was the last thing he ever did, huh? I'm a grown I, man, I, baby. I'm a grown ass man, Daddy. I like Chris. I genuinely do, but I don't think he knows what he signed up for come this weekend with an ass whooping that's going to be handed to him from Thrilly. Uh, and that's not a joke. It's not a game. That that's me being straight as hell. Um, we are in the professional wrestling business. We are in the entertainment business. But when you step in the ring with someone like Thrill. And you have that type of energy. Uh, just expect an ass whooping and nothing less. Necessarily, or, or expect to, to as hard as you're going to hit, just expect to get hit harder. And uh, that's something I don't think Chris Thomas understands and realizes, to say the least. So, uh, you know, he has another thing coming for us. And, and mind you, we have Rock and Roll in our corner. Who's to say that Rock and Roll is not going to be in Thrill's corner, representing the Southern Six as well. Although Thrill may not need the extra hand. Who's to say, you know? That at the end of the day, that's the way we're going. Is uh, we had each other's back, you know. If a dilemma and a situation were to come up, then uh, we know what to do and to cover for one another. So, um, with that being said, you know, I, I genuinely just don't think Chris Adonis knows what he signed up for, and come this weekend, uh, he's gonna find out. So let me let me spoil it for all your fans right now. Thrill ride one two three. I mean, that's there it. you got it. You got the finish there. If you're a betting man, you know which way to go. AT, you know, you brought it up talking about the fans of the show. Like I said, one of the things that um, everybody wanted to talk about was tell us a little bit more about how you got into wrestling. And obviously we've talked about Southern Six and all those things. But like I said, I first came hip to you from NWA. And a lot of our listeners wanted to learn a little bit of the backstory to Alex Taylor. Well, brother, uh, give you the short Cliff Notes version. Yes, sir. High school football standout. Right. I go to college, try and walk on. Turns out you got to go to class and make good <laughs> grades to play football. <laughs> so I dropped out, moved to Davenport, Iowa, trained with Seth Rollins and Merrick Brave, moved back nice. to Tennessee, and I've been running wild ever since. 
That's right. So you are not the first that we've had on the show that was trained by him. Zicky Dice has also had those names come up. We've also had our own Travis Titan. Shout out to him. Hope he heals up soon. Yeah, man. Travis Titan's our guy. Hopefully he heals up soon dealing with the stomach stuff. So with all that said, man, you got to tell me, are you a CrossFit guy too? (laughs) For those three months I was, but... (laughs) So I've done a couple of those workouts with Seth, WrestleMania weekends and stuff like that, dude, and it kicked my ass. So I had to ask if you kept up with it because I've done, I've boxed since I was 13. I have a purple belt in jiu-jitsu and I still lift today. But like, dude, CrossFit is a whole nother fucking animal because to keep up with the time and all that and to be able to do all the different movements that come with it, that shit is an animal. It's wild, man. And Back when I, I came back home, I wasn't making money like I'm making money now. And those CrossFit events want like $200 a month. And I was like, I'm going to stick with my bodybuilding for 30 a month. I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. I'm at the Crunch Fitness these days myself. So I feel that when you're talking about these MMA gyms and all those things. Um, before I ask you about an MMA question, actually, shout out to our sponsor, Potter's Tree Service. If you need... Anything cleaned up, storm cleaned up, tree trimming, weed wagon, all that stuff, clean it up, storm clean up, check out Potter's Tree Service. The links to all that stuff are in the description. Tell them knockouts and three counts sent you. But with that said, do you guys get down with MMA at all? Like I said, we're also a combat sports uh, show. Do you guys watch the fights at all? We, we do. Yeah, I do occasionally. When I get the chance, unfortunately, time is not my friend these days. <laughs> um, you know, Especially at night, I'm kind of an old man. I go to bed early. When I'm not partying on the weekends and uh, up early necessarily. But with that being said, you know, I, I do. I enjoy from time to time to kind of watch some, um, some fights. I don't necessarily know, you know, all the names, quote unquote, if you're wondering about the sunglasses. Uh, you know, I wear my sunglasses inside. So that's all I got to say. But future's no. so bright. That's right. Future's so bright. Got to wear some shades, baby. Woo! Got to love it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> a, a fight man. I can, I can talk the game and kind of re-up on him. But he, he's in the fight game as well. Yeah, I'm a very casual fan these days. I just don't have time to keep up with like I used to. I, I listened to uh, Dan Henderson on uh, Joe Rogan the other day, yes, and that sir. really brought me back because I love Dan Henderson. But That's right. Yeah, I got a big Volkanovsky fan. I hated to see what happened to him. I was going to say, so what did you what did you think? Do you, do you attribute that just to the short notice of that fight? Got to be, but I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. It was tough, dude, because you got to respect it for Volk. What was hard for me was hearing, like, I don't know if you caught any of what he said after the fight and how he felt. He said how he felt like he had to take the fight. Like, it was just like, damn, you almost just felt bad for him. Not that anybody was, like, cutting his arm off, you know what I mean? But he was like, I just feel. And, you know, I I can kind of relate to that because if I go a couple weeks and I don't have a wrestling show, I'm stirring. I I don't know what to do. It's I get it. So his that. reasoning was he said he felt like when he wasn't in camp or training for a fight or having something like that, he said he was just twitching at home and he felt like because he knows he only has so much time to be able to do this. He said, I want to do everything while I can. He goes, and I feel at my best and my sharpest when I'm in a camp. So he felt he said after the way the last fight went, he said, I had to get me another shot back at him. And it was just sad to watch because he kind of was like tearing up as he said it, too. And I can respect it having fought before myself, but it's like, man, it's just, it takes you a little bit into um, 
that mental side of it. Shout out to Millions, who we are also streaming on today. Shout out to them. They just picked us up a couple weeks ago. You know, we talk about this stuff all the time, but I feel like you just mentioned it too, AT, like the mental side of wrestling. Carrie, um, for you, man, can you talk a little bit about that? Like the, you know, the mindset you got to be able to keep yourself in, you know, when you're going from show to show to show and just being able to keep yourself sharp like that? Because I'd imagine that's got to be a lot of the same for you. Yeah, I mean, most definitely, man, it is kind of, it's a mental game. It's what professional wrestling is. I mean, obviously, it's very physical and, and grueling, but it, it's, uh, I look at it as I get paid to travel, necessarily. You know, wrestling's the fun part. I like getting my ass kicked or kicking uh, others' asses, necessarily. I like getting hit and, and so on. But, you know, the hardest part is the the travel and the grind and preparing for that, necessarily. You know, up and down. You're on the road. I'm on the road, you know, three times, uh, usually three nights out of the week every week uh this week has been a little light I'll, I'll go on the road tomorrow and i'll be on the road for three days essentially um so you know with that comes up and down you got to take health of your body big time vitamin guy you know i'm a big time believer in trying to nourish your body in the possible way that you can do um you know kind of this week particularly just kind of coming down with some some sicknesses or something like that some sinus infections but, everybody uh, is me too doc yeah, <laughs> yeah you know what i mean you gotta you gotta continue you, you gotta, gotta wrap it up, up Carrie. So, don't be getting sick. No, I, I ain't sick, brother. That's why I wear my sunglasses <laughs> inside. I'm not sick, Daddy. I promise you. Sure you that. So where, where I'm getting at necessarily is uh, very mental. You know, the other two days ago or two weeks ago, excuse me, I'm a little tired. I was in the airport for like 15 hours out of the day, um, which is just grueling for a body. You know, can't necessarily leave. Don't know the environment you're at. Trying to work out. Trying to to just keep your mind, your focus. And, uh, you know, not a strain from anything else. It's tough. It's really tough to say the least. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's grueling. It's mental. Um, it, it's challenging, but I wouldn't change it for anything. You know, that's, that's the life we live and the life that we, we like to roll. So at the, uh, that's what you kind of have to move along with and do. Oh, yeah. And talking about time off, like uh, Australia, when I had this incident with my shoulder, if you can see my collarbone still sticking out, I tear that. Uh, I don't wrestle for six weeks. I didn't come back till the Crockett Cup, and I came back way too soon. But it's just six weeks of I can't work out. I can't do. I'm I'm going to the gym every day and walking on the treadmill because I I got to get my mind to do on something. something. Right. So I can totally understand where Volk was coming from about just doing your head in and not having your goal in front of you. I can totally see it. And I mean, that's the thing. Like, that's what's interesting getting to go back and forth between having wrestlers and fighters and all those things. And I get to do commentary for some of these fights. Like, um, we had a situation where the last fights I just got to call here, a good buddy of ours and a past guest of the show, um, Austin Bashy, who's probably on his way to the UFC. We had another guy named Askar Askar, who was also supposed to be fighting in the UFC. So you basically had two top prospects that are kind of like right on that cusp coming in here to fight to get that last good fight before you go into the UFC. And man, Austin's only 21 years old. So this kid, Askar, is about my age, about 30. And so he's just thinking he's going to blow through this kid, loses this fight. Now he's got to go back down, you know, back down the rung. And it's just crazy how you can go from the highest of highs and having to keep yourself there. And especially like you talked about, um, having an injury and being able to keep yourself going because I mean, a lot of times when you're in the middle of a match, if you can, most of the time guys keep going and stuff of that sort. So that's one of my favorite parts, uh, with the show, you know, talking wrestling and MMA, but, um, Carrie talking about 
um, legacies and things of that nature. Like I mentioned when we were talking about this show, your pops happens to be a past guest of this show as well. So talking about NWA, Sam Hain, you can't talk about NWA without talking about the Rock and Roll Express, man. I've heard you talk about Bobby Eaton, and we all know um, the rivalry with them and the Midnight Express, man. So tell me, with you being an NWA now, and like you said, wanting to not only get these tag straps, but aspiring to that world title, um, tell me, what's it like for you to be wrestling in the NWA, and do you feel any sense of uh, wanting to kind of, you know, forge your own legacy, or do you feel any pressure following in your dad's footsteps? No, that's, that's a good question. Uh, no pressure. No, not necessarily. You know, I'm doing my own thing. I, I make it my, my own man. I make my own decisions. Uh, so, you know, I, I love, I'm very fortunate to be a part of the National Wrestling Alliance. I, I will say that wholeheartedly. I, I like the NWA. I like what we stand for. Uh, professional wrestling at its finest, necessarily. Uh, from time to time, you know, when, when you have the right people in the ring. Uh, so with that being said, you know, I love, I love being here and being a part of this company necessarily and, and continuing to grow and continuing to move and have this young generation to, to go on. That's why I extended my contract recently. Uh, alongside AT, we'll probably be extending his contract here soon too. So, you know, that's something that we, we, <laughs> we, uh, we like to do. Yeah. I'm right there with you, daddy. Right there with you. Bentley's and Benjamin's gentlemen. Yeah. Well, maybe, you know, you know, occasionally one day necessarily, we just, we like to have fun. That's just, Silverados and, uh, and silver dollars. Yeah. Those work too. That's right. That's right. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm, you know, my dad's with me. Uh, that's something that's a blessing. You know, dad's with us at the Southern Six. He kind of supports our, our motto and our, and our role and how we move. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's a legacy. Legacy wrestler, you're always kind of pictured into that. So it's making my own name, making my own self, uh, being my own man in this occasion. So, uh, you know, I, there's not much to say I can't really tie on to even more. But uh, where I'm going at is uh, – yeah, no, no pressure. I'm sorry. I'm kind of brain fogged at the moment, but you're all good, no my man. To say the least. I love you're it. all I love good. I get where I'm you're all... going with it. You want to you forge your I'm own going. trail. Like you want to blaze your own path. I get it. I get I'm it. I get it. I'm in a circle right now upstairs, but uh, kind of got hit in cheerleading earlier this week, so kind of running around in circles a little. But uh, it's no, all. I, it's all good. It's uh, you know, you, anyhow, you see a lot. Of, you see a lot of second generation guys in in this game. They come in. They expect the world to be handed to them. And honestly, they're the shits. And I didn't know how to feel about Kerry when I first met him. He's a young kid. His father's Ricky Morton. I, I'm trying to feel him out. You know, Kerry earned my respect back in February. We had a, I had a shot at the, the junior heavyweight strap in Tampa. You know, the match, it, it was back and forth. It was a close one. A lot of outside things going on with Danny Deals and Ricky Morton. No excuses here, but Kerry got the better of me. And, hey. Brother earned my respect that night, and who knows? Maybe Kerry will win that world title. I'll win that world title. Maybe we'll go at it again, but it's it. all love, man. That's all love. It's all love. Even with with Thrilly as well, it's all love necessarily. We all have this fire into the same goals. We it's all, all business be, in the end, Daddy. It's all business in the end. We all want to be the, the face of the National Wrestling Alliance. We all want to be the NWA World NBA Champion. And along that, there's, there's accolades that we want to accomplish doing so. So it's all love, uh, you know, and and it's remote necessarily when you get up there. Sometimes you gotta you gotta play that mental game, and you, you gotta you've gotta have that uh that that flow necessarily and that movement. But um, it's all love. I'm right there with you. I can't I couldn't agree more. It's kind of cool where we're, we're tied up into and, and the the ways we're going necessarily. 
So we also like to get into some of the stuff outside of the ring as well. I was checking out your interview with my buddy, the wrestling classic earlier before I got ready for this. One of the things that really stuck out to me with that one was talking about um, you working in marketing, man, having your marketing degree and stuff like that, like having a fallback and things like that and having something outside of wrestling, not that wrestling isn't going well, but that's one thing, you know, I'm sure with you having your dad in the business, we always hear a lot of people talk about like, you know, having a plan B, having something for you to fall back on. Talk to me a little bit about that. That was something that really kind of um, stuck out for me. Yeah, no, I, I, I am a firm believer in having a, a backup plan. You know, at the end of the day is uh, wrestling could be over for me tomorrow. You know, I could I could wake up, uh, can't perform anymore. I don't want to perform anymore. Vice versa, you know, cut from whatever I may be doing. So uh, nothing, and this is something I learned real quickly in professional wrestling, and I hope others can take away from this that are listening, uh, is nothing is ever guaranteed in this business. Nothing at all. Um, It can be assured to you or promised to you, but it's never guaranteed. And uh, that's something you got to take away and take with a grain of salt. And uh, that's something I realized. I got into the marketing industry about five years ago, uh, really thoroughly. I've made a great business. I sold my business. Uh, I now get to help out with other opportunities within marketing. Uh, with wrestling companies and sports entertainments and, and legacies and uh, helping these actors and accolades necessarily. It's really cool. I, I had a really cool profession. I love it. It's a way to make extra income and also kind of use my degree where I go to school for right now uh, to keep that growing. You know, I kind of want the second, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a guy that's the one to say, put all your eggs in a basket um, because you know, that basket could easily rip. And that's something that people's got to consider is having that backup plan and having something to fall back on. That's why, you know, I meet a lot of these wrestlers and nothing onto AT or anything like that. I meet a lot of these wrestlers in today's age that are, I'm 22, that are freshly out of high school, 18 years young, and are diving headfirst into professional wrestling. And that's something I, I admire and I love. Uh, and, it, and it's truly inspiring, but I don't think they know what the, they're getting themselves into. And, uh, you know, and I've been fortunate to travel up and down these roads for years and years and understand the grueling lifestyle of driving 500 miles to make 50 bucks and, and maybe, maybe 50 bucks, maybe that and driving back in your car and doing the same thing and, and busting your ass and getting on these flights and, you know, being on the road continuous and training and not having family or friends back at home necessarily or, or kind of being away from that environment, your comfort zone. So it's something that, you know, I kind of tell people, hey, man, just find a backup plan, you know, find something that you can do, whether it be working virtually or, or from your phone, which I'm doing right now as we speak, as I'm doing a podcast, I'm still working my phone. I never stop. I never stop. I wish I could. I really wish I could. Genuinely, fortunately, my mind doesn't work like that. And I never stop. So uh, with that being said, you know, it's something Entrepreneur uh, I mindset. Right. It, you know, it's for door mindset. And that's kind of where I'm at with it, too. Um, and it, I hate it necessarily, but sometimes. It's, uh, it makes my work ethic the way it is. So something I tell people all the time, don't necessarily throw all your eggs in a basket. And, and if you are, you know, you've got to be committed and you've got to be willing to grind and do the do the drive, do the haul and uh, make the trip worth it. Totally respect that because our show, like I said, we've been around seven years, but I work full time at the post office. So working 40 plus hours a week yes, and doing this stuff and all that stuff. So I totally respect that entrepreneur mindset. AT, what about you, man? Outside of wrestling or before you come to wrestling, whatever you do when you're not thinking about wrestling. I plan on dying in the ring, baby. That's right. <laughs> 
I'm hoping maybe I can get a good uh, beer sponsorship and they'll pay me. They can pay me in beer and I'll do this till I die. But what kind are we going with? I'm a Miller Lite guy myself, but honestly, anything Ooh. cold and free, I'll take. I was going to see if you were going to hit me with the Brock Lesnar. That's a Coors Light, not Bud Light, because they won't pay me. That's a Coors Light. Man, I'll never forget. I was there <laughs> when was he legend. beat Randy Couture, and that was like the most. It's a, it's a great holy, holy shit, dude. <laughs> he didn't cut it in that fight, but I remember watching that, and everybody when we were watching it just stopped was like, did he just? Yeah. That was yeah, a Frank Mir fight, right? This mm-hmm. second yep. one, yeah. Yep, it was the second one when he won because he came back and was so like amped up after he won. The crazy thing with the fight that I was at was like, if you remember, that punch didn't even hit him clean. Like it hit him like and grazed, and he just rolled. And I just remember that place was loud as shit chanting for Randy, Randy, Randy. And then it was like as soon as he hit it, it was just this quiet. Just everybody shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> and I saw his gloves in the lobby of the MGM Grand. Fucking A, dude. You could have fit two of my hands in there. The guy had five XL gloves. I'm not trying to get hit by lunch pails. Fuck oh, that. Man. I know they, they always <laughs> talk about Brock not being a good stand-up fighter, but if a monster like that hits you with anything, you're I gonna, mean, you're going to feel it. Dude, and could you imagine in Bare Knuckle now? Like, we have a lot of the Bare Knuckle FC fighters on there, and now that they've uh, incorporated that you can fight in the clinch, like, you've seen so many guys from the UFC go over there. We just had Dustin Pegg on the show from the UFC, and uh, he's going over there and doing so well. Now that you could use the clinch, I really wonder how Brock could do if you could think about him jacking a wizard up and just being able to just uppercut the shit out of a guy. Like you said, I mean, he don't need to have these big long bolo punches when you got a hand that's fucking this big. Right. <laughs> Good Lord. Dude, that's, that's fucking scary to think about. The other thing we got to talk about, and we talked a little bit about with Ruthie J yesterday was uh, what's going on for Halloween. How is the Southern six getting down with Halloween? Do you guys like um, the haunted houses? Are you guys Halloween party when you have a chance? How are you guys getting down Halloween-wise? Maybe we're going to drink and dance all night. Fuck yeah. That's right. Saturday night's going to be a ball, necessarily. We all got fresh gear, as we always should, because we're fresh as ever. Uh, so you'll be seeing that debut on NWA Salwin, alongside with uh, the cool looks, the good chicks, necessarily. There's uh, It's good times rolling, and that's what we're about, necessarily. Uh, when it comes to, to the end of the game, that's what we're about. And so going to look good. going to look smooth. Gonna have fun, maybe attend a Halloween party. Might have some Halloween uh trick-or-treat candy necessarily. We don't necessarily know what's gonna go on, but uh you around you dressed up as my favorite wrestler, me. <laughs> <laughs> Bet you right. was a pretty cheap costume too, wasn't it? <laughs> that boy ain't cheap, daddy. And if you also yeah. if you want to dress up like the Southern Six, you head over to National Wrestling Alliance slash shop.com and get you this Southern Six T. That's damn right. right. Damn right. Sharp ass shirt. Hell yeah, man. Sharp well, ass shirt. Before we let you get out of here, I just something tells me you guys are gonna have a really funny ass answer to this. So this is the great way to end the show. So we have a segment that we call it locker room etiquette, but it's not what you think it is. It's not trying to pick and find out all the back room secrets and all that stuff. Look, man, there's enough dirt sheets for all that shit. What we do this for is because we talk about 
either advice you would give somebody or pet peeves that you got that annoy you or piss you off in the locker room. Now, we've had everybody from NXT's Josh Briggs who said, bring your own wrist tape, bring your own squirt bottle. We've had keep your baby mama out the locker room, wash your balls, wash your gear. Silas Young said to always uh, shut the fuck up and listen. Uh, Ninja Max said always stay in the ring. Um, we've gotten a li- wide list of them. Ruthie J agreed with keep your baby mama out the locker room too. But if it's the Southern Six, do you have anything to add to said list? I got one. If you're going to come to the Southern Six and ask for advice, you bring a case of beer or a bottle of Jack Daniels. Other than that, don't come into the Six locker room asking for free advice because this shit ain't this shit ain't free. We ain't giving it out. Yeah, I, and- I agree with that, man. Wash your shit. Don't bring your barber into the locker room. Don't bring your your lady in there. Don't don't be Rush Freeman. Like, be a good, decent wrestler if you're going to be in our locker room. Don't sure. be an embarrassment to the company. Yeah. Uh, to edge on that necessarily, too, is, uh, you know, listen, if, if you're going to ask for our advice and we're going to give you the advice, at least take it and not just acknowledge it and carry on with your day. Uh, you know, if you're going to come to me and say, hey, what do you think of my match? And I give you my honest opinion, and then you get butthurt necessarily, then fuck off. You shouldn't have had my opinion in the first time necessarily. Excuse my mouth on your podcast. You're That's all good, man. At the end of the day is, uh, you know, <coughs> big thing. I, I was, I love professional wrestling, truly. I, um, I'm, a, I'm a wrestling historian, I like to say the least. I know a lot of wrestling. I watch wrestling constantly. Um, you, you name it, I've probably watched it necessarily. So, you know, I, I, I really respect someone that comes to the business and knows their history. And that's something I think that you should know when uh, acknowledging or talking to us and, and trying to refer to things and not necessarily know the, the names of the titles or, or the matches or the scenarios, then that's a bunch of bullshit. I don't care for it. So, uh, yeah, at least at least know knowledge and respect the elders that came for you because that's something I'm kind of big about is respecting the, uh, the past and also forging your own. So, uh, you know, smell good. Good, good etiquette, you know. Uh, if you're going to say it, say it with your chest and uh, be bold, you know. Stop being someone that's going to sit behind the camera and, and hoping and granting for an opportunity. Go make an opportunity for yourself. Because the thing is, right now we're running the game. So if you want to come up to us, you shake our hand like a man, you look me in the eyes, and you introduce yourself. You know, I hate this shit. A guy comes to you, he'll give you the job or handshake, but he won't look you in the eyes. I don't know what that shit's about. Hate that shit. Look me in the eye. You know what? Yeah. Hold your posture. Put you would think that these more. things are just normal, like etiquette, man. It's like, these are things that my dad was on me about from the time I was a kid. And especially growing up boxing, you can't, I mean, that's not exactly the place you come in being disrespectful because you might get popped in the mouth. Uh, <laughs> but with that, with that said, man, Carrie, I got, I know I said that was the last question, but you know, you led into something that brought up a pretty funny one with Ruthie J yesterday. So I'll ask you as well. I feel like you're going to have a good answer to this. So we were talking to her. She said what it meant to her uh, to be signed with the NWA. And she let us in that she's got to go back and check out her NWA. So with you being a historian, man, you got to tell me, you got to tell me, do you got an all time favorite NWA match? That can be one of your pops matches or anything you like to go back and check out. Yeah, I think 1983, uh, Harley Race versus Ric Flair, Steel Cage. What a beautiful, match. beautiful match. Uh, just storytelling necessarily. You know, Ruthie J, she's young in this business. I don't expect her to know a lot, but she needs to go back and she needs to watch and, and acknowledge the past. I think that would make her promos a ton better. Uh, I think that would make her character 
more understanding that she knows what happened in the past to lead into future Ruthie. Uh, I'm excited for her and what she's going to do in the National Wrestling Alliance. But I think with that comes tape study, uh, comes study of the game and the knowledge of the game and, and understanding what you're doing inside that ring. And, and it's not just the moves. It's, 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 the, it's the whole dilemma of putting this particular match together to make Ruthie J who Ruthie J needs to be. So, uh, you know, I'm not the one to tell her to go watch certain matches necessarily. I think she just needs to go on her own. Uh, studied the women's division. I would say the early 2000s women division in WWE was beautiful. Uh, really etiquette. Really, really delight to watch these women go out there. And TNA as well. TNA, you know, the knockouts. Uh, we had some knockouts in our locker room. Uh, hopefully some knockouts making a return in the foreseeable future. So great advice. You know, you got a lot of role models. You have Jazz backstage at NWA, and she is truly uh, pound for pound one of the best in my, in my vast, you know, majority opinions that I ever come across she is one of the top dogs and so for Ruthie not to go up her and and pick her brain all the time uh you know I, I would be berserk because I would I'd be talking her head off asking questions and getting advice and what to do and what not to do so uh yeah to each its own you know that's something I I just asked to acknowledge the past necessarily and understand when that conversation comes up that you could hold your own yeah, she said she was going to go. She had wanted to go. She hadn't done it yet, but that was something she wanted to do now that she was with the NWA was check out some of the older stuff. So I definitely had to ask that once you brought up the historian thing. Like you said, Jazz and her husband, Rodney Mack, wealth of knowledge there. So like I, I said, man, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate the time. Let everybody know where they can find you guys. Check out NWA. Sob Wayne, which I didn't know that, which, oh, my God. Who in the hell would have thought that when you first read the name of that pay-per-view? Can I just say that? Like, Sawin. damn it. I still said it wrong, and I tried to say it the right way. Son of a bitch. <laughs> hey, find, find AT and I on social media. Uh, I'm on Instagram at RealKMorton. AT, plug your Instagram real quick, Daddy. It's uh, at uh, AlexT902. Instagram 902. and Twitter. That's right. At AT, RealKMorton on all socials. Find me there. Go drop a follow. Go drop a like. Go drop a comment, necessarily. Comment your favorite match of all time underneath my, my recent post, NAT's post. We'll check them out. We'll give you our opinion. Uh, that's how you support professional wrestlers in today's time is social media. It is the wave. It is where everything is going. I could go on to preach more about it, but, you know, here I am to say, if you're listening, thanks for tuning in. Sorry, we're kind of a downward dog. Southern Six merch is available right now. That's right. NationalWrestlingAlliance.com slash shop, something like that. That's it. You heard, man. NWA.com slash shop, the place to be. Go buy the number one selling shirt of all NWA history uh, for Lightning One era. That is the Southern Six shirt. (laughs) We are hot because AT, get us out of here, Daddy. I just wanted to say before we go, you give me and Carrie a time machine. You drop us off in 1998, we'd still kick the headbanger's ass. Because when you're hot, you're hot. And when you're not, you're not. Fuck around and find out.